Ready? I'm on? Yep, you're on. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we thank you. My help is on the way. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We thank you today for such a beautiful day, sun shining. It's a little nippy outside, but that's all right. Hey, how you doing? Congratulations. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Well, here we are again, Mr. Meadows, and today we're going to talk about spiritual transformation. Amen. Spiritual transformation. And we won't be with you very long today, so uh, grab a hold and let's get at it. Well, one thing about spiritual transformation, there's no transformation without love. Love is the most essential thing for us to do as believers in order to change. Uh, and especially when we operate in unity and love, there's a blessing that comes from that. Amen. One thing I wanted to talk about, I think it was oh, maybe last month, uh, Sister Wilson was teaching and they're talking about the uh, wheat and the tares. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how, uh, you had mentioned that how you could tell the difference is a tear would grow up straight, but the wheat would bow over. Right. Because of the, the sacks of the seeds, it has so much seed in it. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's when the harvesters came and harvest that wheat together, you know, that's where the separation had. But actually, the wheat was bundled together. And that wheat represents us being tied together in unity. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when God calls us all together, when he places us in a, in a church or amongst a body of believers, you know, we may think, well, we choose to go to this church or we choose to go to that church. But everything in your life has a purpose. Amen. And the people around you have a purpose for your life. Amen. Uh, our world today has us living kind of, you know, solitary lives, uh, you know, where we're entertained by other things and, you know, socially interacting with one another. But in the body of Christ is the diversity of the saints coming together in unity that causes God's hand to move. Amen. God equips us with a unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Now you hear what I said? God equips us with an unconditional love. This is for, I'm talking about, I'm talking to the believers tonight. Those who has, have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And for those of you who haven't, this is some of the benefits that comes from Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. We can be in a group where we have all kinds of people, all kinds of personalities, all kinds of different walks of life and culture, but we can come together under one common theme. And that common theme is our belief in the finished works of Jesus Christ 
and the love of God, which God has given us. Amen. And I, I just like to share uh, one scripture real quick before we go to the slides. I believe it's in Romans 5. Okay, Romans 5. And I'm just going to read something into your hearing. I'm going to start off with verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in, in hope of the glory of God. Now, we're standing in grace. That means we didn't do anything to earn this. Amen. This is something that God did for us. Because faith takes possession of what grace has made available. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it says in verse 3, And not only so, but we also glory in tribulation, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Mm -hmm. When you go through something... When it says tribulation worketh patience, that means your troubles, you should employ patience to work for you. Right. Okay. And verse four, and patience, experience, and experience, hope. And verse five, it says, and hope maketh not a shame. Why? Because the love of God. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given unto us. Amen. So God imparts his love to us. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we can do what he commanded us to do. To love one another. Amen. And that's the beginning of change. We, you know, I have some things in common with some of my brothers and sisters, we know we enjoy some of the same activities. But yet and still, I can walk in love with my brothers and sisters that we may not have anything in common. We could have different political beliefs. We could have, uh, you know, different ages and, you know, see life from a different perspective. But we can operate in love with one another because love is unconditional. Amen. Love is not because you love me, I'm going to love you. Right. Love is a choice. It's an action. Amen. And we make that choice to love one another. Okay. Let's go to... It commands a blessing. Let's look at one of the first instances of a blessing coming just from the believers being in unity. Now, I didn't, I'm kind of going off script right here. <laughs> but I'm all right with you're it. all right with it? Yes. Okay. Let's look at Acts chapter 2. Very familiar uh, part of scripture. You know how we've been having in church uh, the last few months. You know, we really feel the uh, manifest presence of God in our service. Mm -hmm. And it's because, you know, we're all kind of focused on one thing. Right. 
we're all focused on, you know, giving God glory, giving God praise, giving him adoration. Uh, we're thanking him for what he's done in our lives. And we're believing for the things that he said he's promised, right? For all the promises of God are what? Yes and amen, right? Amen. Says so be it. So we so we believe the word of God. So this in Acts chapter two, after they had the mighty move of the of Pentecost, well it says, and the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord mm -hmm. in one place. They were all in agreement in one place. Mm -hmm. They were there to wait on the power from on high. They had seen their risen champion. Yes. And he told them that he was coming back. And he ascended up into the sky. And so they were sitting there expecting him to come back just like he left. Amen. They were waiting. They, they had a focus. So they came together in one common theme. And we see this happen in our services. When we come together and we're all focused in on God, mm -hmm. the blessing of God takes over. Amen. And so this is when the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost came, which we all know. But that's not what I really wanted to talk about. What I really want to talk about was after they received the Holy Ghost, after they were baptized, down in, uh, let's say, verse 42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Now that fear doesn't mean they were frightened. That means they were in awe of what was going on. Amen. Because they had come together in unity, and that unity caused this to happen. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and good and parted them all to men as every man had need. These people loved so much they gave away what they had for their brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I got to get mine right. and you got to get yours. <laughs> you know, God bless the child that got his own. It wasn't like that. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps so you get yours. No, it was like, hey, I got, you need and that's what love does. It, it causes you to, to just want to just give and be generous. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and see someone else, you know, uh, exceed. Mm -hmm. Amen. So they, that was a blessing that came upon them and all were blessed. And they were having them a good little time there in Jerusalem until some persecution came, right? <laughs> they was comfortable with one another. Because they was loving them that loved each other, right? But the Bible also mentioned if you love them that love you, what reward do you have in that? Amen. You know, so it's about loving the unlovable, right? It's about loving the one that, you know, that's going through. And God even tells us about this in, in Galatians uh, chapter 6. I'm still I'm off script now. You know, so. Go for it. Go for it. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse uh, 1. I'm not going to read all of it. 
It says, verse starting in verse 1, brethren. So when he says brethren, who is he talking to? He's talking to the church. He's talking to the born-again, spirit-filled believers. Amen. Right? Amen. Those who have the love of God already deposited in their heart. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to say, I have the love of God in my heart. I have the love of God in my heart. Amen. Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fall, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Amen. Hmm. So this means, you know, when our brother misses the mark or somebody falls short, we don't condemn them. Because mm -mm. I know somewhere else in the Bible says there is no condemnation. To who? To them who are in Christ Jesus. To those who belong to Jesus, mm -hmm. right? So this isn't, you know, religion would say, oh, you're not doing this. Look at her. She's dressed like that. Look at him. He's just such a, you know. No, that's not, that's not how we're supposed to be. I want y'all to get the real today. We're supposed to love one another. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I've heard it said, love covers a multitude of sins. Scripture. Scripture. Amen. <laughs> Uh, verse 2 it says bear ye one another's burden so you fulfill the law of Christ Amen. so we're supposed to come alongside each other mm -hmm. and if your brother or sister has a load that's too heavy we're supposed to help them out we're supposed to help bear them up Amen. you know not say ooh you know, look at so and so he lost his job mm, I, you, know. you know how people do you know they talk about people when they have mishaps we're supposed to get alongside of them and help, help carry him until he can walk on his own. Until she can walk on her own. Amen. That's love. Mm -hmm. That's not judgment. Mm -hmm. But it, that's an action too. For if any man. This is verse 3. Think himself to be something when he is not. He deceiveth himself. Amen. Mm. And I'm not going to go any further in that. I'm going to kind of go to where the crux of our, our lesson is. But I just want to kind of lay that foundation there's a blessing when believers walk in love. We see it in restoring. We see it in the corporate where, you know, people don't have lack. This is supposed to be a storehouse, mm -hmm. the church. This is supposed to be, you know, a place where people that are hurting, people that are going through, this is where they come and get help. Mm -hmm. Not condemned. This is a place where we love them into a right relationship with God. Amen. Not belittle them. So let's look at our, some of our text today. Our text is taken from First uh, John chapter 4, starting at, there we go, verse 7. I'm going to let Brenda go ahead. Beloved, let us love one another, for God is, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifest toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son for the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's, and that's the challenge out there. That we should love one another because God loves us. Mm -hmm. 
And what does that look like? What does that look like? It, it requires us stepping out of our comfort zones. It requires us making ourselves vulnerable to people. Amen. It may require us to be rejected sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it is our responsibility to love one another. And we're not supposed to pick and choose and get clicks like this group sitting over here and this group sitting over there. It's supposed to be the whole body. Because it says the whole body is fitly joined together, each supplying the need for each one. Amen. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is uh, knowing God's through God's love. We know him because he loves us. So I can say for my life, I know that God loves me because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the love of God. Amen. Amen. And we all and we all have testimonies of how God, you know, you know, people say I found God. No, God wasn't lost. We were. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, you can go to the next one. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that is, that's the slide. Yeah, seeing these, that. These didn't print off. Oh, that's your slide? Oh, okay. Oh, that's, go ahead, that's your. But I don't have this. Oh, go ahead. You, you got it. All right, so this is the definition in the Hebrew of know. The idea of knowing in ancient Hebrew thought is similar to our understanding of knowing, but is more personal. Personal and intimate. We may say that we know someone by simp but know someone, but simply mean we know of his or her existence. But in Hebrew thought, one can only know someone if they have a personal and intimate relationship with them. So when you know someone, it's it's personal, it's intimate. It's not just the surface kind of know. It's I know what they like to eat. I know what colors they like. I know them in a, in a more intimate way than just on a surface. Like I know Sister Roseanne loves French toast. <laughs> so you know, and you, when you know someone, you know some personal things about them. So this is the Hebrew definition of knowing someone. And I know Sister Meadows. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Next slide. All right, so this is manifest. And these are just words that were in that scripture, in the scripture that I just read. Um, in um, First John, John uh, 4 and 20 and 21. And then manifest meaning to make clear or evident in the eyes or understanding and to show plainly. So when something is manifest, it's not hidden anymore. It's, it's, it's made known to us in a, in a real kind of a way. Just like sometimes when, um, uh, sometimes when we pray, we think that uh, 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 that we might not feel like God understands our prayer or, or, or know what we're, or know what we are actually in need of. But one thing I know, in Hosea, it says that God does nothing without revealing it to his, his servant, the prophet. And so we can understand that when we do pray, that 
it really is already done. So you have to see things when, that you pray for. You have to see it on the other side of the reality of it or on the other side of it not being manifest, but then you have to see in, the, in your mind's eye it being manifested. Okay, so manifest means to make known. And so a lot of times we might think that, you know, um, uh, just in reality that we don't know what's coming next. But if you pray and you ask God, he will actually reveal to you what is coming next. You know, um, I'll never forget one time we went on vacation and it was a little, it was a very nice little ground cover that I saw in my garden and it was a little yellow and I can remember just thinking it would be so nice to have that ground cover all over and when I got back it had manifest the whole ground cover was right there and even though I found out later it wasn't really a good ground cover but because I thought it and I and I and I, you know and I just thought that it would be nice to have that whole beautiful ground cover right there uh, and when I got back, it was already there. So I thank God, you know, so that's what, that's what I mean whenever we, I say we pray and then things manifest. Okay? All right. Next slide. Again, to propitiate. Sometimes we hear words in the Bible and we don't really know, understand what they might mean. But to propitiate means to satisfy the wrath of God against sin turn away God's wrath and to offer a sacrifice that appeases God's just judgment and righteous anger against us and our sin. As noted, Jesus is not simply the propitiation, but the propitiation, he is what satisfied is justice of God. So Jesus satisfied for our sins. So that, that's the propitiation. So that is, propitiation uh, encompasses that whole removal thing of sin. Next slide. Okay. okay. Here we go. Now, All right. Yeah, okay, now we're back on point. <laughs> and, and one more thing on that manifest, uh, manifestation of those things that we pray for. When we pray, we say, we thank God ahead of time mm -hmm. for what we ask for. So we pray believing that we receive those things that we pray for. So we always pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Okay, seeing God through love. Go ahead, read that. All right. So I just want to make a point on praying with thanksgiving. So in praying with thanksgiving, um, you know, uh, we know sometimes that the world begs God. And that we can say, oh, Lord, please. Oh, Lord, let this happen. Oh, Lord, let this happen. But by us knowing God's word, we can say, Lord, we thank you that this is thus and this is that. We can say we thank you in advance for it happening. I mean, like we had a lot of people scheduled today coming to the house and we didn't know how it was gonna all shake out. But this morning I prayed, I said, Lord, I thank you that you're the great scheduler and you know how all of this is going to shake out before we do. And I thanked him for it in advance and amen, it did. So that's what he means by when he says, you know, when we pray, we pray from a standpoint of thanksgiving, not from a standpoint of begging. Amen. All right. Our next scripture is seeing God through love. First John 4, 12 through 16. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. 
By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and tested him. Whosoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Wow. Amen. Seeing God through love. So, saints, we don't, we really don't have any excuse. It's either we're going to follow our own desires or we're going to get in line with what God says. Amen. You know, this is obedience to the faith right here. Mm -hmm. And it's a choice because some people are really hard to love, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not on them, it's on you. Amen. Because God's not going to hold you accountable how another person acted or treated you. How did you treat them? And then he said, I give you my spirit to love. And, you know, we quote the scripture. Greater is he to send me than he to send the world. So we're supposed to be going out, you know, loving the unlovable. And that's just not the people in church. That's the world. God so loved the world. Amen. We don't love what they do. But we're supposed to love the people. Amen. Most people are motivated by some spirit. Or by what they see, hear, and believe and been taught. Mm -hmm. So they don't know any better. People do, you know, really try to do the best they can with what knowledge they have. Right. And that's why we have to have our mind renewed. Because when we got saved, our spirit man was okay. But still, we had to renew our mind through the word of God. Amen. And some of us, like me, I didn't come into this thing until I was in my 30s. So I had, you know, half a lifetime of, you know, being the captain of my own ship, mm -hmm. you know, and that, I know where that led me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And speaking of love, you know, I can testify a little bit here. Um, so I, you guys know I teach first grade. So, and my students have been very on point and following class rules and just doing what they need to do until this week. I saw a brand new set of students. I don't know where they came from, but they're brand new. And so it's like, it's like all I've been doing for the last three days is just redirecting, redirecting, redirecting. And so, you know, uh, I was telling my husband about it and he was like, well, they're children. I was like, yeah, you're right. He's like, and they're doing what children do. You know, and, and in that, you have to just press past what you're feeling, that feeling of, one little boy asked me today, he said, Mrs. Meadows, when we weren't listening to you, did you get frustrated? I said, no, I didn't. He said, you didn't? I said, no. I said, because you guys bear the consequences of what of what's going to happen if you don't listen not me and he was like oh <laughs> so you know it's just it's just a matter of just showing that patience and kindness and and then just actually showing that love even whenever the children the students are not doing what they're supposed to do amen amen and she's a great great teacher i wish i'd have had a first grade teacher like that 
you know, that, that really cares. And I know she's praying for those students, too. Amen. 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 Let's go to the next slide. Well, let's look at the word abide okay. and perfect it. Okay. Abide me. He follows this with the command, abide in me, and I in you, John 15 and 4. To abide is a verb. It is active. I love that. The, a, a verb that's active. You know, and I, I always look at the word abide, it means to just actually live in Christ. So I'll finish the scripture. It says, um, abiding in Christ is not a feeling or a belief, but something that we do. It means to remain. It means to stay. And it entails more than the idea of a continued belief of a, of a Savior. It means that when we abide in Christ, you're just, you, you okay with, you know, those people, those unlovable people. You're abiding in Christ. You're, you're ready for the long haul. And, you know, it's just not a matter of, you know, I can get out of this. You know, I can walk away from this. It just means that this now is my lifestyle and I'm abiding in Christ. Next slide, please. Perfect. Perfect, hold, entire, intact, meaning, lacking, not lacking, or faulty in any particular area. Perfect implies the soundness and the excellence of every part, element, or quality of a thing, frequently as an unattainable or theoretical state. So perfect is not, I like the way my husband always puts perfect. He said perfect does not mean everything, you know, just being just pristine. Perfect is a, is a state of mind. It's more like uh, if you look at it as being mature. So when you're mature in Christ, it's like I don't make the same mistakes now these some odd years later as I did when I was a babe in Christ. So that it, perfect just simply means more mature. Next slide. Quick. Consummation. So this one says the consummation of love, 1 John 4, 17 through 19. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. I love this. I'll read that again, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So mature love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Yeah, and that says a whole lot right there. Um, usually, when a person is angry at somebody else, that's not really, re it's not the other person, it's how they feel about themselves. So, there is something lacking in oneself when you, as we used to say, when you allow someone to get you off your square. Mm -hmm. It's not because of the other person, it's because of how you internalize what that other person did. Right. Amen. And anger is rooted in fear. A lot of times we don't realize why we're angry or what brought the anger on, but anger is usually rooted in fear. So um, I know when I was younger, um, I 
I, I used to pretty much just stay mad all the time. And then I started, I actually started going to a Christian therapist. And so what she taught, what she shared with me was, she said that every time you get angry, write it down. And then look at it, not from why you, why you got angry, but try to see what's actually behind it motivating you to be angry. And then as I did that, and I wrote it down more and more, then I saw that it was a lot of frivolous stuff. And, you know, and so I started making assessments about myself. And then I was able to uh, not get angry as easily. So anger is rooted in fear. And then I had to recognize what was motivating that anger that I was in. And so I recognized that there were fears that I was dealing with that I had that had to come to the surface that needed to be dealt with. So a lot of times there's a there's a there might be a cause, but that's not the root of the cause. So sometimes we have to get beyond the cause and seek the root as to what is actually going on with us. And it's not it's not so much so, uh, God has placed everything in the body of Christ for our perfection and for our for our betterment and for us to live a better life. And so um, a lot of people think, you know, by going to a therapist that, you know, there's something wrong with you or you might be crazy or something like that, but that's not really the case. When you go to a therapist, they actually let you work the work and do the work and work the problem out. <laughs> They're just basically there to, as the sounding board. All right, so. Okay, let's go to our last slide. Okay. Last one. All right. Obedience by faith. He who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Okay. We love one another by choice. And my challenge is to all those that are watching this today or whenever you watch it, is to step out of your comfort zone and love someone. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with how you feel. It has nothing to do with what, what the other person looks like or anything. But it's an act of your will as a believer to show someone else the love of God. Mm -hmm. And we should make a purpose. Did I love someone today? Mm -hmm. Did I walk in love with someone today? And different ways of doing it could be, you know, a smile, uh, putting others before yourselves. Look for an opportunity to walk in love. Mm -hmm. Sharing the gospel is walking in love. Amen. So my challenge is for the next week, try to love at least one person a day. But you cannot, remember this, you cannot love anybody unless you love yourself. Right, right. Okay, and I want you to know as we went through these scriptures that God loves you. Mm -hmm. So because God loves you, you can love because he's given you his love to love, not human love. Not uh, eros and all these, you know, Greek words that we use for love.
but we're talking about the agape love. Mm -hmm. Use that. Right. Walk in that. And that's my challenge for you. Okay, and I want to add to that that love is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling. So we do have the phileo love, which is touchy-feely love, but he's talking about the agape love. The agape love is an act of your will, a decision to say, I am going to love. I, I, one thing I recognize about um, the divorce status in America today is people decide to get a divorce and they could easily decide to stay together and work it out. So love is an act of our will. We can, we can simply say, you know what, I'm here. I'm going to remain here. I'll be here. And I'm going to allow God to do something in me and I'm going to allow God to do something in my spouse. So that is an act of your will to a decision that you make or not make to love. Amen. Amen. So let's close this out in prayer. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts thank by you, your God. spirit, which you have given us. We thank you that we will walk in love, that we will make a difference in this world. Yes, Lord, Lord that we would show forth your light and your glory to this world. And Lord, we thank you for you have equipped us. We will not have any fear. We cast down fear. Fear has no place in us. Thank you, God. And we thank you, Lord, for our church and for our pastors. We, we thank you for their health. We thank you for their peace. We thank you for the saints of the Most High God. Yes. We thank you for the body of Christ that's walking in unity. Yes. We thank you for revival coming to the, the local churches like never seen before because yes. of the singleness of focus to walk in the love of God. Thank we you, thank God. you that our young men will prophesy and our young women will prophesy and our old men will dream dreams. Thank you, God. We thank you that when we walk and we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that we cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for those souls that are going to be saved that's going down in your name and coming up filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. And we thank you, Lord, for the total deliverance to yes, sozo. We Hallelujah. thank you, Lord, and it is so it in, is Jesus so. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on and give God some praise.